can you give a, a status update about um, the you suffered a stroke on stage recently? Yeah, it's, it's something called a TIA. It's uh, basically a, a clot in your brain that, that passes. It's, it basically just uh, takes a rest stop and then carries on elsewhere. <laughs> I don't know where it is. As long as it's not where it was, it's fine with me. Um, can you talk uh, about, so can you, I mean, is that something that's happened to you before? Or is this the first time? No. No, first time. Yeah. Did the doctors, and, uh, did the doctors give, give any indication as to why it, I mean, maybe it's a... It's a combination, a combination of things. I, I, I've been, my blood pressure was running high. We were at, uh, went from sea level to over 6,000 feet in this, on that day and uh, moved a bunch of gear and set up and plates. And uh, I had not been taking my blood pressure medicine like a good boy. So I, was, I let my blood pressure get elevated to a point where I guess uh, they basically it knocked something loose. And um, the thing is that they they can't know what it was that got knocked loose because I didn't go to the hospital. I stayed on stage and played. Yeah, that to um, me is somewhat remarkable, actually. I mean, that you you never really lost consciousness, or I mean, how did that? No, no, it manifested in, in this way. Um, I was playing along, everything's fine, um, and all of a sudden, my uh, I got really dizzy. The right side of my body went completely numb, and um, it was all I could do to stay standing. Do you know that, that this, the same thing happened to Chuck Rainey? You know that? No. Yeah, he had a stroke, and half his body went numb, and it took him a. Yeah. It was a much more severe one. Like it took him about a year to to, to get back. I don't know, just the same, oh, yeah. but it happened on stage. I, I'm pretty sure it happened on stage. Anyway, so that's... No, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's pretty, that's that. pretty scary. Know you know... Yeah, it's scary. I think what I want to ask you, if you can talk about the last time you seriously contemplated ending your life. Oh, come on, Jake. That's, that's, that's a regular occurrence. Okay, so now let's break it down. Why? Why is it you, you? The let's. Why don't you talk a little bit about through your life? Why you think it's aside from the manic depression? Um, have you not taken your medications uh, at times? Have you been stubborn about it? Have you always? So can you just talk about always. the feeling that you currently have, as so many millions of people do across the world, the despondency, despite the fact that you've been basically, quote-unquote, living the dream, living this lifestyle, for, you know? All right, so just in your own words, why don't you just riff on those things? Well, it, I'll tell you why. It, for me, putting the, the, the bipolar thing aside is, it's impossible. It's, 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 I think it's maybe not the larger part of who I am, but certainly one of the largest parts is what I am and how I function or don't function. And, and, uh, and, um, the way, the way bipolar manifests with me is that, um, I go from, uh, and, and I, I cycle pretty fast, which is a good thing. But what, I, I can one at one point I can be 
hopeful, um, fearless, confident, uh, and 10 minutes later, I can be absolutely in a state of total hopelessness, fear, self-loathing, um, it's, it's the dark, deepest pit I, I can imagine to be in emotionally. I just I absolutely cannot see, can't even grasp that there's another way I could feel. Even though 10 minutes before, I had been um, full of hope and love. And um, and those kinds of ups and downs are, are um, I guess, they're probably pretty taxing on you. You know, I mean, it, it's... It, it, Sometimes I, I get to the end of the day and it seems like the thing lasts a week, you know, it just wouldn't, wouldn't stop because of the ups and downs. How and, often, uh, I mean, does it, does it happen every day? To, to varying degrees every day. Hard slamming, hard slamming, you know, like super, you know, kind of what, what feel like violent uh, upheavals like that. In the course of a month, I, I might have... Uh, maybe three or four days like that, three to four days like that, and then uh, I might have another three or so days where I am just hopeless, where I, I, I'm just stuck in, stuck in that part, and it's stuck in that mode, and stuck in fear, and stuck in hopelessness. And those days, uh, the only thing I can do is just, I go to my room, I shut the door, I put my hand on a pillow, take any tranquilizers I have, and just try and wait it out, try and sleep it out, just keep away from the gun closet, because it's all I can think about. Is it, is it, are you, are you, does it, is it worse, because you're very aware that, you're aware that 10 minutes before you were, you were high on life, literally, and now you, you can't, you're angry at yourself for falling into this dark no, tell you the truth, I can't bring I cannot bring I can't bring that feeling to mind when I'm in that place so I can't even I 10 minutes ago is not it's a consideration I can get my hands my head around or my hands on I can't it's 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 a fantasy it's not even a fantasy it's 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 something I can't grasp it's a memory that I don't even have even though it was 10 minutes ago. So it's almost like a fugue. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, how early in, do you remember? I mean, I, I remember as a kid being, getting very angry uh, and frustrated and anxious. And, uh, and my parents recognized that as um, a sign of, you know, whatever. Just, I, 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 I had a hard time. They recognized it. They saw the, the struggle, at least. Right? They, well, I mean, I was in psychotherapy for yeah. I mean, I in, you know, it wasn't even like I would, I would just get extremely, uh, you know, I would start, ruminate on a certain thought, get into a real funk for no reason, and uh -huh. and it would happen very quickly. Yeah. But I mean, do you remember how this manifested in you in your early life, or were you or were you more even at that point? More even. Uh, although I, I definitely remember episodes. I, Can you talk about my, one? My, well, yeah. Um, um, I remember one day being playing with friends and and um, 
uh, be coming home and after school and having a normal um, normal time. Usually, I read comic books. My mom taught piano, so she was usually teaching when I get home. And um, but uh, uh, I remember one day just becoming so depressed. I just and and uh, not wanting to tell anybody. I was like, I'm ashamed of it. You know, I, I, I didn't understand. It just felt like I was doing something wrong. And so I went and, and hid and, and just cried and cried and cried. And, and um, it's a, that's a kind of a warm thought for me, that particular one, because that was the, one of the number of times that my, for some reason, my oldest sister, who's now passed away, um, my brother's twin, um, she would always, not always, but she, it's more often than not, it seems she would decide it was for some reason to track me down and see what I was up to. And she would find me crying and just sit with me. And she didn't say anything. She never told me it's okay. Or just, she just would put her arm on me or hold my hand and just wait it out with me or just sit with me while I would cry, you know? And, um, you know, that happens to me still to this day. I'll be out doing errands and all of a sudden this wave will hit me and I have to, find some place to hide and fall apart because I can't control it. I just, sometimes I just, it feels like uh, every wrong in the world is my fault. And um, um, Let me ask you, is it, is it my, sometimes if I get despondent, uh, it's because of, I can't see the future as clearly as I would like to, nobody can. But is this more about right. is this more about like holdover guilt from things that you feel you should have done better on, or is it this more about your your actual presence, living, and your function in society? It, it, honestly, it, it it seems to be more part of my physiology than part of my psychology. Uh-huh. When those happen, there are times you know when I can trigger, I can have a depression, might get triggered by uh, some current fear or but they're never as deep. Those, those, those depressions aren't like the, the, the automatic autopilot ones that just, where they just take me down, uh, regardless of what I'm doing or, um, yeah, they're not as, they're not as, as scary. I, I can understand them when they're happening, when something triggers one, when I have, when a sad thought or a fear or something triggers a depression, during that depression, I know it's going to get better. Whereas the ones that come on uh, seemingly out of nowhere, um, I can't. So there are a lot. Can you talk about how it, the original manifestation, like is it a physical feeling? Do you start to have physical pain? Is it something pops into your head and all of a sudden you are you can't get rid of it and then you're, I mean, I, physiologic, I mean, it, it is it a? How does it manifest initially so that you know you are going to have one of those days? I don't know. I'm going to have one. I don't know. I'm going to have one. In fact, I it, 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 I'll realize I'm having one, which is the same as the mania. You know, when I'm getting manic and I'm just uh, uh, I, I'm like Superman. I, I, I'm and when I'm usually I'll, I'll realize I'm having a one of those episodes. Which I like. I love those. Those are the only things I think that make the whole thing worthwhile <laughs> as far as the whole psych problem. Thing. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Because those, I feel, uh, invincible, just bulletproof. And uh, 
um, and those I will realize I'm having it usually because I'll be I'll be soldering or doing some project, and and I'll just realize that that I've got eight of those projects going, and I'm jumping between them. I just catch myself sometimes. I don't always. Sometimes my wife will tell me, you know, she'll say, "Hey, don't hurt yourself," because I get too many things going, and and, uh, <laughs> and I'm not being particularly careful about any of them, you know. So, so um, you're like you're like the uh, the the chemist. You got all your different uh, things going on, and your everything going, all these inventions going on at one time, and right, and and everything is fluid and in the flow. Uh, I, I I guess what I'm talking about is you don't know it's coming, but then all of a sudden you are. I mean, if it happens in public, do you have to just like? Within a couple minutes, just get, can you drive or no? I mean, how does that you work? You mean the depression or the or the mania? No, the the when the depression hit when the when you when it, oh okay yeah when it comes on like I mean do you need are you able to, are you fully incapacitated? Uh, no, no. I don't no, mean I don't mean unconscious. I mean like, are you unable to perform yeah. any skill, any task? Uh, anything but pretty much anything to play. Uh, because I get, I get, I'm, I'm, uh, sorry, I, it seems like I can always manage to pull off a, a show if I have to, or um, rehearsal. I, I, I might have canceled a rehearsal or two due to just being unable to face people. Um, um, I've gotten pretty good at at um, at uh, either making, getting myself out of situations without causing a, a trouble or. Um, or um, get through them because, like you say, I, I'm 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 fully physically capable. As I don't become uh, you know unable to function. I just uh, emotionally I'm I'm in this this dark place. Uh, there haven't been many times where I have been um, in a full you know I hate to use the word but kind of suicidal place. Where um, where I had to be doing doing something, but part of that's because I don't have a day job. You know, I'm I'm not working ten hours a day doing anything. So, yeah, that's a good uh, thing, though. <laughs> it is. It is. No, me, it's yeah. over. That I mean, it's a little bit. Ma that's manic, but uh, that also can rob you of of your soul, which is why you're still alive. So you don't want that either. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. So. Um, um, there have definitely been, you know, times where, uh, well, like, for example, one night, uh, uh, I didn't know, you know, I wasn't diagnosed until much later in life, you mm -hmm, know, uh, right. but I had all the episodes going on and, and, uh, um, I would definitely, uh, medicate myself, you know, there are definitely, you know, uh, pharmaceuticals and street drugs that will, that'll do a damn good job of masking or compensating for some of these highs and lows, you know? And, uh, and, uh, so that's one way I've dealt with it, drinking and drugging. Another way I've dealt with it, with, if I'm having to deal with, with people or work or whatever is, um, uh, um, uh, just bite my tongue and, and, uh, and just think about being away from just mentally to try to put myself in my bedroom someplace where I feel safe. 
and and uh, so touring is the worst place to have something like that happen. Um, I, if you're touring on the bus or whatever, even that in the bus, you know, I'd go to my bunk and and wait it out there, you know. Um, I mean, I could you could. It's funny. Do you feel like, in some ways, uh, have you been able to work out some of this on on the bandstand? If you could, you, could you talk about a time when you really were very down and low and despondent, and you had? Oh a, yeah. Oh, I've broken into tears on stage many times. And I, and 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 can you talk and talk, you talk about a time when you didn't mask it with with drugs or alcohol, where you just went out there and actually worked it out. Uh, no. Well, I've waited it out, but I've never, I've never, I've never been able to consciously take that mood and turn it around. I just waited out, and they're not like I said. The episodes are not that long generally, but I do have the the longer runs. But um, uh, in the in the longer runs, somehow I I feel like they don't get well. Um. When I have like a two or three day depression that's, that's serious, and I'm despondent, um, I have a gene in me. It's called the show must go on gene. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you, wait, so when, when you when you when you uh, what what when did so? Can you talk about the time when you let it out, like you let your emotions out on stage? You said that you mentioned with your your sister, she used to let you work it out and just cry. And you talk about mm-hmm. being on stage and crying it out. Uh, yeah, I, I, um, it's, uh, it's it's hard. It's it's um, uh, can't think about. I, I can't tell you a specific show. I can think of a number of shows where I'll get the the wave will the wave will hit, and out of the blue, I'm crying and and. Uh, uh, but I'm not unconscious. I'm not uh, unable to grasp where I'm at, and so my hands can, you know, pretty much can go on autopilot. I I don't mean to say that that um, that um, I, I'm I'm so good. I don't need to think about it when I play. But I um, uh, there there is almost a, a, there almost is an autopilot place you can get and and uh, and uh i can think of times when a number of songs may have gone by that i was not even aware like i'll look at where we are on the set all of a sudden i'll realize that a third of the set went by and i missed the whole thing kind of like when you're driving and you you realize you missed your exit and about <laughs> five after it and same thing can happen on stage where well, for me i can realize i'm uh you know at jacob's ladder and i missed uh you know New drug, one, you know, do you believe in love and uh, whatever? You know, right, just, right, just, right. Yeah, I missed the exit, you know, and <laughs> I'm still driving, and I haven't thought, driven off the road, you know. In, the same thing can happen in a musical and situation, you know, that can happen. What? I mean, if you ask most players, they could tell you that they, they can play on autopilot, uh, not necessarily on purpose, but they can find themselves having driven on autopilot, you know. It's, weird well and I, mean, I, wear I, mean, sun, I wear sunglasses yeah. too which hides a lot of emotion you know i always i never play without having shades on you know, pretty much even at practice you know, that's a place i could hide you know it's my hiding place um 
if the set list is pretty, I mean, if it's stuff you've been playing over, and if it's pretty formulaic, and there's not a lot of like you know, huge amounts of improvisation or you know stuff that you're not familiar with, I mean, it may not be, you know, that's as close to autopilot as, as anyone can get, uh -huh, uh -huh. you know. But but and there is the opposite. There is the opposite. There are there would could be times when it would happen, and I'm, and I'm doing you know filling in with for with or doing a working with somebody new or, you know, at a recording session with music I'm not that familiar with. And, and uh, hell, I'll make, um, I, I'm entirely capable of making numerous serious mistakes in a row if I get, if I get out there and, and uh, uh, that's kind of a disaster. <laughs> well, then talk about that. I mean, how do you put it back, how do you guys put it back together? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what it is? It's about deconstructing because if you're making mistakes, other people can hear them, they, they can feel them, you're recording or whatever. Um, I guess what I'm trying to get at is this intrinsic, uh, you know, it's not something you can see, it doesn't exist, but it's a life force that allows you to persevere. Is there a way for yeah. you to talk about that perseverance? I mean, to me, um, it is... Uh, you it's a it's it can it can be paralysis, but yet when you are in moments of quote unquote when you have to pers you ca you can't go yeah. and, and hide in your bed when you have to yeah what is that that life force inside of you that's that's helping you I mean talk about that from your where you derive that inspiration from and, and I think there's a response a sense of responsibility I have I I I I'm just terrible, I'm terribly, uh, almost phobic about letting people down. I, I hate letting people down. And, um, um, so my sense of empathy is probably saves me from all, uh, has probably saved me from a lot of potential consequences where my want to, to be supportive to the people around me can actually uh, be stronger than my depression, you know? So I might be just in any other situation, unable to function, but, but I, but I know that it'll mess someone else up. Right. If I, if I know it's a cost to someone else, I will usually be able to, 99% of the time, I think, be able to, um, to, uh, hold it just together enough not to let somebody down, you know. Uh, that's not always the case. I've actually, uh, I got bumped from a session one time because I was, I was uh, just, I didn't, I couldn't put it all together that day and I just couldn't uh, come up with my best work at a time when I really needed to be on my A game and, and uh, it, it, uh, unfortunately it wasn't with a band of friends, it was with, a, you know, that one was, was a session. I don't want to say who it was with, but, um, um, an Italian guy, this guy was uh, an Italian fusion player, very uh, famous guy, and, and he, I was very flattered that he'd asked me to do a session with him, and, uh, and uh, I could not dig in and find any of my good stuff, and uh, I ended up having to leave. Um, what year was that? He told me, the guy told me this isn't working out, you know, and that hurt, man, I'll tell you, I really was, that was a drag. Oh, it's Demiola. <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, no. I mean, 
it, it, it seems to me like how much of this um, did your brother have any type of I mean as best you could do, do you remember if he fell into these pits of despair once in a while did, I mean is it something that no, no. you I, I do yeah. think it runs in the family I, I, I believe my father might have been bipolar and, and um, 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 but uh, you know we ne- it was what makes you think that? What makes you think that? Well, because something about my dad, there, there, there was, he was the sweetest, most loving man. He was a much older man as, as a parent. Like, he had me when he was 50. They had, I was born when he was, like, 56, I think, uh, as I recall. And um, um, uh, so he was an old-world Italian man, and, and uh, certainly didn't know anything about psychology and, I mean, not say he was stupid, he was a very bright guy, but he he just was not, it wasn't as, it wasn't as, um, I I know exactly, listen, my best friend in town is from Fort Wayne, Indiana, his dad is first generation Mm -hmm. uh, Italian, I know, there's no nuance there, it was a, he had, my, uh, my buddy, my buddy, uh, it was not a nuanced, uh, uh, lifestyle, but the, I mean, his dad is still alive. He's, he was a, a fearless soccer coach, and you know, he, he's in Thailand running a tire company. You know, but wow. it was a different gener. Though, and your dad was probably a little bit older than than this cat. Uh huh. But I know what you're exactly. What you asked, sorry, you you asked how I what, what how I thought. Yeah, well, exactly. Why why did you think that it, that your dad might have had it? Was there was there a time well, when you when you when you saw him really down and and out? No, in hindsight, I, I realized that, that there was an aspect of my dad that I was really afraid of, and that was his volatility. Right. Uh, one day he could react one way to something, and another day he could react react completely differently. Although with my dad, his depression, I believe, manifested in anger and and rage, and I I I think that that was. My guess, and this is all guesswork, but it, it seems to me that he was not the kind of person that could would succumb to sorrow. And so, when when he would hit those down waves and not know what it was, he would get just incredibly angry, trigger hair trigger temper, and and these just and come with no rationality to it at all, just crazy shit, you know, just rage over absolutely nothing, something that he w- would have made, pleased him like no, no end the day before, another day could send him into a complete tirade. Hmm. And um, and um, so he definitely was bipolar, whether his down part was depression or uh, I can't say, but it's on the outside it showed as a joyful, happy, carefree kind of guy who could who could become uh, a, 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 a landmine, you know? You just didn't know. You well, you didn't were, know. Did, I mean, because I know my buddy, I mean, he, he tried to do a joke for his dad when he came home from work or something or some kind of move, stalker move, or, um, and if uh-huh. his dad was not, I mean, his dad was at the, at the time, it was not a white-collar job. He was, like, in the, in the pits, and, and he, would beat, he would beat my friend severely. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, Dad didn't do this physically, but he powders pretty good emotionally, you know. Not, okay, so he he yeah you and so what did you have? What was your recourse? I mean, how did you feel? Were you were you sad? Did did I mean obviously did you? How did you uh, get away from that? I was afraid. Wreck? I was afraid. I was afraid mm-hmm. when he get like that. I was just you know my mom would protect us. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would always try and stand between him and us if, if he was in one of those tirades um she would run interference for us for, and uh and um you know we knew to get out just try to stay out of his way just don't say anything don't talk to him say stay away and uh i, I remember many times like in, more often than not when his car hears car come up, the, up come up the driveway and just wonder who who was coming down the steps that day you know mm-hmm. and that's how i feel about myself you know it um <laughs> I've had some problems teaching with um, with this whole issue because uh, uh, I, I, I think it can be scary to children who don't know you like a family member and know you as a as a, someone that comes into their life once a week. And um, if if you know at, at, at some point they have to realize that the guy that's sitting with them that 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 day is somehow reacting differently to everything and 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 uh uh i've had i know one student in particular i know that they quit taking lessons because it freaked the kid out it, it, it just was hard for him to um to be with me when i was a different person than he saw last week I'm not proud of this. I don't. It's really hard to talk about, Jake. I, 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 no, I, this is this is what we have. We have to talk about this. Uh, the, the I understand, but I'm just saying. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, man. I, I mean, I, but I mean, I'm living the same thing, man. You know, so it's not mm-hmm. okay. So, like, my kids, I, some, you know, based on if my wife and I are communicating well, or you know, how much pot I've smoked that day, or how many beers. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what per, kind of person I'm going to be. So, I, I, you know, I guess the point is. Was there anything that that this kid or his, the parents said that was so different that really bothered him about your personality or your behavior on the day that you were in the funk? No one ever said anything at the time. I, I, it was never even discussed when when they they just stopped taking lessons. They just said they're going to stop. They didn't say the kids freaked out. But but I, I do. It, I, it was a, it definitely was a time when I was. Uh, Having, uh, uh, I had been having um, rapid cycling where during the course of a lesson I might have flip flopped a time or two, even in the course of a half hour, 40 minutes. And, um, and uh, I would get, see the looks in the kids' face, not, uh, bordering on fear like, why are you so different? I, I don't understand, you know, not understanding what's happening and, and being, you know, it, it was uh, to me noticeable that, that he was aware of it and I wasn't hiding it and um, and I was causing him some concern, you know. I, I, a number of times with that particular student. And it's happened with other students. I tried being uh, open and honest about it with a couple of students. One or two new students that I had, I, would, I, I made I, what I considered to be the mistake of telling them that I was bipolar and I had mood issues and blah, blah, blah. And I just think that it didn't seem helpful. If anything, it seemed like they were just watching, waiting for something to, you know, be wrong. Or they were, they were more, they, the parents were more on 
guarded with me and then than they were if I just shut my mouth and just did like I did everything else and just make it through it, you know. Right. I mean, it makes you that less much less incentive to actually tell the truth when people are that uncomfortable around it. Um, it's, yeah. And, I mean, can you talk right. to the in your own words about um, how mis not that the feelings aren't real or the fact that you obviously have a markedly different personality. I mean, all those things are are obvious, but can you talk about if you feel like manic depression is, if you feel like it, you've been misunderstood, is it a misunderstood thing? I mean, what what is it about? What is it about that makes people, uh, like you said, when you tell them, they're like waiting for it to happen? Yeah. Um, well, uh, 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 it's played a huge role in a lot of things, a lot of major things in my life. It definitely played a role in me, you know, being fired from the band in the news. Um, I don't, and, and nobody at that time knew that it was a factor. Um, uh, 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 you know, because it manifested in the band as, as, as in drug addiction. Um, so, so you know, I got fired because I was, you know, having drug problems. But that's not really, uh, when I look at it and analyze it, I, I think that was actually the smaller factor and that, that the bipolar stuff had, um, had um, clearly separated me from the band uh Amongst other reasons, but but one of the, as I told you before, I felt like I'd kind of been cut out of the herd early on. What made it possible for my best friends to fire their best friend because I had been I had been uh, kind of carved out of the herd by by certain um, act, act, actions of on my part. You know, uh, there are other factors, obviously, that as we talked about, fame and fortune and people changing and you know, egos and all that stuff, but, but, um, um, you, I mean, was, was it, what, well, were the drugs, <clears throat> did the drugs, um, uh, were they masking the, bi how do you, how, you say you think it was from the bipolar, can you talk about why you think that as opposed to just, because uh, uh, I'm sure that, you know, a lot of, it was a very druggy time at that time, but you're saying the drugs, you weren't doing the drugs to mask the bipolar? I, I think I was, but but I I had no intention of getting addicted to some of them. You know, like when when I got strung out on on heroin, I I honestly didn't know it was heroin I was taking until uh, God months after I had become addicted to it. I didn't know what was happening to me. I didn't know why. I honestly didn't understand what exactly was happening. Were you were you were you, were you smoking it or or injecting it? Smoking it, right? Yeah. Okay, so that could have, yeah, because Garcia, smoking. Garcia smoked it all the time, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. and, and I, that was a revelation to me. I always thought it was a, just a needle in the arm, but now, yeah. So you were smoking it, and you had no idea it was heroin. No, no, I, I had been told it was opium, which, which, uh, you know, it seems funny. I wouldn't put two and two together, but I always, I thought of opium as something little old Chinese men did. <laughs> Uh, and, and I, I did. And, and I yeah, they did though. They did. They got real strung out on that shit. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't think about that part. Yeah. Um, uh, had I been told it was heroin? Well, first of all, I have the same stigma about heroin that everybody does. 
I thought of heroin as something that low-life people did uh, in in alleys, homeless, uh, you know. With uh, legions all over their body and sh and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And, and there's and, and so it was a very very shameful thing. And um, and um, uh, had I been told here, try this heroin. This will make because the guy gave it to me because I had a back problem that was bothering me badly. And um, he, I was his friend, ex friend, not much of a friend, but he uh, <laughs> offered it. He offered it to me. Um, because I had been complaining that I had these serious back issues, and I had just flown back from Europe, and, and this guy was a, actually a coke dealer, and I'd stopped by to get some some blow on the way home, and um, and uh, and he offered me. He said, "If you, you know, take the drag off this heroin, this I mean this opium, it, it's really great for pain." And he uh, gave me a, a big ball of this stuff, and 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 I took a couple puffs of it, and my backache was gone, and I felt great. And between the two, between the backache being on and feeling great, um, uh, as soon as my back started bothering me again, I did some more. And, and to be honest with you, Jake, I was strung out. In hindsight, I was <laughs> completely hooked on this shit within a day and a half. It's all it took for me to be in need of that stuff. It's it's super addicting, and I I I had you know I didn't know what the symptoms were, so I didn't know why my arms felt funny and why I why I felt uh, I didn't I, I I I only I just knew that the only way I felt okay was if I had more of that stuff, and so um, you know that that was the beginning of the absolute worst nightmares of my life that, that there was a period there from when I first tried that stuff to through through the end of my second divorce and and the few years after that it was just a living hell for me it just absolutely you know you know going from having everything to losing everything in a matter of a you know three years it's pretty devastating uh, I lost everything you know did you? Um, I lost my kids. Yeah, no. That, that, this is important to talk about because same thing happened to Gad too. I mean, you know, he was uh, he almost he did he almost lost everything. But I mean, I just wanted to feel okay, you know. Right. So I was just trying to feel okay. Well, yeah. you used the word it was shameful. Like you felt. I mean, has that been a common theme? Is you feeling shame for your actions in your life? I mean. In those notes yeah. you sent me, it was like DUI, Doobie Brothers tour, crashed mom's car on the way home from Mickey Hart's ranch. It's like to me, did shame? Not that parents are perfect; everybody's did their best. Obviously, your dad didn't physically abuse you. You know, I mean, he had his own issues, but has shame been a constant theme? Did people did people put that on you? Like Mario, you if you screw up, you should feel shame. Yeah, it started with church. It's a Catholic teaching. <laughs> That's right. So you so you you went to a Catholic church and the and and that was and, uh -huh, and you yeah. were and you were reamed out there time and again for doing for. Sin. I remember come walking home from 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 catechism, you know, Bible study. I remember walking home and just being scared to death of what was going to happen to me for being who I was and having the kinds of thoughts I had, and and um, I, I I was scared to death of God. 
the end, and um, and, I, and I felt like I was a pretty bad, pretty bad person at a very young age, actually. Um, what were they saying? Um, I, I excuse my naivety. I just I've I've never been indoctrinated in no, no. Catholicism or Judaism or anything, really. Good deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Well, no. I received the Tao. You know, Taoism, and that's been the most amazing spirit. It's a way of life, really. Um, I feel yeah. you know, but but what what well, different what, than Catholicism. Well, and also, I mean, to me, it sounds like this is something that was was in you from in in your earliest. It's stuck with you since the beginning of you know those beginning years. I'll tell you something, Jake. You know, it's so it's such an early part of my life. I can't help but think it has something to do with if there is such a thing where I was reincarnated from, and that now we're taking kind of a kind of a left turn. Yeah, go ahead. We don't have to. I don't, I don't intend on staying there. No, at just all. go. Just, just, but, just riff on I, it. I, I had an experience one time. Um, I had this uh, girlfriend late in South when I was in, when South Hole was kind of starting to flounder, but I was still driving it. Um, the the girl that I lived with was the first girl I ever lived with. Um, she was a, a kind of a metaphysical freak. And uh, she was totally into reincarnation and all that stuff. And I thought it was a bunch of bullshit. So um, <laughs> one night we were up doing coke and and uh, and uh, having an argument about reincarnation. She's <clears throat> telling me, you know, she thought she had been Queen Nefertiti or some crap like that. And <laughs> I was basically taking the con side of the whole thing to say what a bunch of bullshit I thought it was. And um, and uh, it's just right in the middle of basically mid sentence. I I she she tells me I. I uh, had like a small seizure and my eyes rolled in my head and I fell back on the bed and went unconscious. And um, during that time that I was unconscious, I had a series of uh, visions, I guess you'd say, that were like, it was like watching newsreels. It was just clips. And these, these uh, uh, I'll just liken them to watching video clips. And I saw these video clips of, of a world I didn't recognize, people I didn't know, but it was very first person. It was me. It was from my perspective, but it was things I didn't had never seen before. Absolutely. And one of them scenes was uh, obviously in, in, in old Europe. Um, I was seeing a, a man walking down the street with a pole with a, with a flame on it, lighting street lamps. And then there was another clip of a, of a long hallway, obviously in a house. And, 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 and in that clip, I was deathly afraid of what was on the other side of this door at the end of the hall. And, uh, and, and, and in that clip, I remember just trudging down the hall, knowing I had to go to that door and I had to face what was on the other side and just being, so afraid of, of what was on the other side. And then um, and I had another clip where um, I was in a, uh, an old theater and um, there were people all around me it was uh, holding paper and reading off of there. It was a play, like a, like a rehearsal for a play in an old theater. And um, 
And in this, in this vision, I was sitting on a chair. Everyone else was standing doing what they were supposed to be doing. And, and I was sitting on a chair holding this paper and, and unable to perform my function, whatever it was in that, in that scene. Um, and being, um, so, um, so afraid and so disappointed in myself. And, um, so I came out of this, this, this kind of blackout after 20 or 30 minutes and, um, and, um, I, I realized, uh, uh, the, I, oh shit, oh, crap, let me just, hold on a second, let's mm-hmm. go, um, I, 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 um, I, um, I, all of a sudden I, I thought, I, I thought I, I, for some reason I just, I, I thought I could place my finger on, on whose perspective I was seeing. And so I called my mom up, and so I had to wait because it was late, it was early in the morning, so I, it was probably five or so in the morning, and so I waited till eight when I knew my mom would be up, and I called her, and I described, I recited some of these scenes to her that I had been seeing in, in this, uh, in this um, episode, and, um, and I said, does any of this sound familiar? She goes, it sounds like your dad's brother, it sounds like your uncle. Who I knew nothing about because, because um, my uh, uh, my my brother had um, I mean my dad's brother had committed suicide and he'd been a drug addict and um, and, um, hmm. and and I so I, my dad never talked about him whenever he would come up your dad would always start, it was the only time I ever saw my dad cry was when he was trying to talk about his brother he would always get too upset to be able to talk. And, um, so that's why I didn't, hadn't heard these stories before because, because, you know, he had never been able to talk about it because he was too embarrassed to be so upset around his kids. So, but my mom had heard these stories, you know, and what stories and, can you, I mean, how can you talk? I mean, what can you, that, that my, my, my dad's brother had, had been an actor, a frustrated actor, mm, um, mm. Had, had wanted to, um, and this was in their, you know, um, you know, in the twenties, and um, and um, he had you know drugs had cost him his career, and when my dad moved to America, he sent for him. He wanted to try and save him, and so so he came to America, but he committed suicide. He OD'd in my dad's in my dad's apartment. Life. My dad was at work. And I always felt like I was, like, after that, I felt like I came back to, to, to try and make that right with my dad, you know? Hmm. But go I through those, go through, go through that 20 minutes blackout, the scenes again, what, what? I need to, I need to take 10 minutes, Jake. Okay, you know what, Mar- Mario? Let let's 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 do let's do it. We've done 50 minutes. We'll do another one tomorrow if you're feeling up for it. No, no, that's fine. We can do more in a while. Just, I just needed a couple minutes just to kind of regroup. Let me just call you back in, in, in like ten. If that's okay, unless you want to be done. Well, no, no, no. I, I have to go get my kids at like in like a half hour. But what I'm saying is, oh, okay, I, let's, okay, then let's call, let's call. This is yeah. I just, I mean, I want to pick up tomorrow on the on the 
the overlap between the ideas, what, the dreams you had, how close, and how they relate to your your uncle's uh, misfortune. You mean those the the episodes? The specific the, the specific newsreel uh, video flashes that you were that you got. In those that, are scenes of my past life. That's all the, the scene, those That's are the all scenes of your uncle, but I want to know, like, I want you to yeah. go, go through that again and how it relates to your uncle. I understand the one with the okay. script. The script okay. was the frustrated actor. That part of it. Yeah. What's the symbolism? Well, yeah, in the room at the end of the hall was my grandfather, my dad's dad, who, who, who was always really angry with his brother because he was like the black sheep, never seemed to do anything right, and you know, got strung out on dope and wanted to be an artist and, and all, everything totally counter to old world kind of, you know, you know, responsible thought, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and my grandfather being a, a horribly strict disciplinarian would, would beat him, you know, and, and that's, that was the room at the end of the hall was being called down to go see his dad. I gotta call you back. I'm gonna call you back. Okay, man. Take care. I'll call you back. All right. Bye. Yeah.